Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are created or not. What taxes do matter about 
whether government has the revenue to function. Whether people have the money Which to then brings it. us to the question of what's the appropriate function of government. Of course, libertarians, um, you know, the, the, which is like, you know, the Americans for Prosperity, Project Libre, all these Koch brothers entities uh, who are spouting basically libertarian principles, and, and, and the Republicans who have bought into all this stuff, this, this so-called uh, trickle-down economics, not only is there no evidence for any of it being true or working, at least the economic part of it, but the evidence is contra. The evidence shows that it fails to work for anyone except the top 1%. Now, when you keep in mind that the Republican Party really only cares about the top 1%, oh, then, yeah. hey, it's the perfect policy for the Republican Party. But it's not the perfect policy for the United States, for the other 99% of us, for the rest of us. It's just not. And when you combine that with the deregulation agenda, which, which you know, is if it, nakedly to allow billionaires and big corporations to make more money poisoning us, it's, it's just that simple, and to allow banksters to make more money robbing us, you combine that with the deregulation agenda, and then you combine that with the starve the beast, you know, squeeze the states, squeeze the federal government agenda, and, and, and what do you have? You have one in five children in America in, in hunger to the point that many of them are selling their bodies. This is what 40 years of Reaganomics has brought us. It's turning us rapidly in the direction of a third world country. And it's and 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 Republicans can't repudiate it. Donald Trump started out trying to repudiate it, and now he's promoting it. And and it's just it's this uh, enough of my rant. So anyway, uh, we're going to go to uh, that was Tom Harden. Um, <clears throat> that's that. Uh, but. Um, Get a hold of Larry Dorman. Hello? Yes. Hey, Larry, how are you? Hey, Leo. Good. How you doing? Uh, good evening, Larry. How's it going? Hello, Larry. Whoops. Hi, guys. Good to hear your voice. Oh, hello, Larry. <laughs> we just lost you there. Just that? lost you for a second there. Good, my dad. Yeah, we missed you, Larry. How you been? Fine. Well, we, we've read some of those um, articles that you've sent over yeah. and yeah. Um, about uh, Malloy's uh, new economic reality. That was quite an article. <laughs> Would you yeah. like to comment well, on that? <laughs> Yeah, the, you know, we're living in this strange era of um, austerity. Both parties are preaching it in Connecticut and, um, you know, austerity budgeting basically means uh, cutting services and uh, uh, hurting them, the working class. And uh, that's, that's troubling on many levels. So it's difficult to watch. And the problem is when you have less money circulating in the economy, it affects everybody. I mean, it really isn't the way to operate. 
Uh, Lila, you're you're absolutely right because um, you end up depriving people of services they need, and um, you know the the failure of the legislature and the governor to um, come up with a sensible and fair budget is um, it's reverberating in, in in every corner of the state from state parks that are closed early and prematurely to you know, um, obviously more serious um, human impacts, you know, laying off our the deaf interpreters that we represent, the sign language interpreters, um, laying off privatizing um, people who work with the, the developmentally disabled and privatizing their homes, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, you know, a long list of cuts. And I think Leo and I discussed last month the uh, – you know, there's money for Bridgewater, um, you know, $130 billion with a B hedge fund operation out of Westport and Greenwich that got uh, yep. uh, a financial aid package from the governor on uh, the bond commission. But, you know, we're, we're um, cutting services to cities and towns. We're cutting state services. Uh, you know, now we have a court uh, decision on education funding that's going to have serious ramifications and, you know, we're we're looking the other way and avoiding doing or we aren't but you know our elected leaders are avoiding uh doing the right thing when it comes to taxing people and corporations fairly and um taking the sensible steps to ensure there's some revenue to fund these services so it's, it's tough to watch and some of this plays out in the presidential debate too oh absolutely and we were just listening to a short clip that um we're in trouble no matter who gets elected. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I know. I kind of have that feeling. I agree. Yeah, I just, I it agree. just doesn't look good for us, the 99%. Looks great. Either 1% is going to be happy with either one, I think. It's just the rest of it. It doesn't matter. Uh, it really doesn't matter. We're, you know, we have this archaic tax code. We have people, uh, Wall Street executives, getting huge bonuses. Um you know, the the challenges do seem pretty steep. And it, it seems like um, with education uh, being affected, that's, that's going to be a huge problem. Can you elaborate on that decision and how you think it's going to affect education? I wish I could tell you how it's going to affect education because it's going to be um, ultimately politicians. And, you know, that's sort of a scary thing. But essentially, uh, Judge Thomas uh, uh, ruled that the state, um, the state system for um, funding education is uh, essentially unfair and discriminatory, and it was reflected in the most recent budget where uh, wealthier communities uh, had an uptick in uh, education cost-sharing money, and poor communities um, saw their uh, funding cut. So. Uh, it, it seems like it's kind of a back to the drawing board scenario. Yeah, I'd like I the way we fund education, I don't think is fair in this state anyway. Well, and again, I agree with you. And, and the problem is, it's tied into you know the fact that we're way too reliant on the property tax as an engine of, of revenue, and that's a function of the fact again, you know, that we don't. Um, tax people fairly you know if we got back to the um 
system of, of actually taxing wealth in the state instead of labor, because really we tax labor, we tax people like you and me. Um, and, you know, we, we, you know, the legislature has cut um, capital gains and dividends. It's, um, you know, cut corporate taxes. Uh, they've really rolled everything back. And what you have is this crazy system that's reliant on the property tax, and it keeps coming back to that. And there's a whole lot of solutions and uh, that could help, but um, I, I, it's a really portentous decision. It's going to be a, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out and, and what the politicians do in response. But like you said, and you're in public education, you know, you understand and you see it firsthand. And you know, we've got communities cutting paraprofessionals and nurses and art and music and programs that kids benefit from and um you know to me it's kind of all coming to a head now well where i work we're pretty lucky we um we haven't had to suffer the way so many other towns have had to suffer but it's only a matter of time that's how right I and just, you know t- three months ago we were in torrington Northwest Connecticut at a Board of Ed hearing where they laid off, um, you know, Torrington Board of Pretty Paraprofessionals. And, um, you know, that's when I say, we're, you know, this is where the pedal hits the metal. You know, we have an inequitable funding system. Um, cities and towns are cutting, if they're not cutting services, and I'm glad to hear, you know, they're not in, in um, Canaan, but, you know, what's happening is that it's more distressed places like Torrington, you know, they're cutting staff, work with the kids, you know, special ed pairs, um, yep. et cetera, you know, 40 pairs out of the paraeducators out of the school system. You know, what do you think is going to happen? Um, it's not like the work can be absorbed by those who are left behind. You know, kids aren't getting services they need. And, you know, I think that's, you know, again, that's sort of going to be a side effect or it's going to be an exacerbated effect of the, uh, of this uh, decision, of the court decision about education funding. And to me, it, you, know, uh, you know, you can say I'm oversimplifying, but it comes back to our failure to uh, ask the wealthiest people to pay their fair share and our failure to um, reduce these gifts, these tax gifts that we give to corporations. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm sure that's probably why Donald Trump hasn't released his taxes. I understand he hasn't paid any since the 70s. There's nothing to release. The reason he hasn't released it is he has nothing to say. How can that be, you know? Uh, And what a joke. I mean, he hasn't even succeeded in anything other than being famous. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, he's built a lot of property. Yeah, but, you know, you got to be, you know, what value has he brought to the economy? I mean, it really is, you know, when the uh, you know the father of the you know, man who was uh, slain in Iraq said you know what have you sacrificed and you know, really the guy has not sacrificed anything. Well, um, you know, I took homage to that one because you know you know who that guy was. As it turns out, you know you know who that Kazar that 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 uh, that guy was. He was the head lawyer in charge of bringing all the all the Syrian refugees and Muslim refugees into the United States. His law firm is connected to the State Department. And so he, he was brought that Yeah, knowledge. I mean, he's getting like, you know, bajillion dollars bringing in all these people from, from uh, Syria and everywhere else. 
so, so so he was he was a setup, you know, and uh, and 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 uh, he was he was totally discredited as, well, as, the, as, uh, as the bottom a, line is is that things are never as they seem. Yeah. I'm not pleased with either candidate or mm-hmm. what they are for the rest of us. I don't I don't see that I'm represented in their in their <laughs> proposals at all. So, and I think a lot of people feel that way. You, I talk to people at work, and people just, they just have a terrible look on their face. They just, maybe I'm afraid that a lot of people aren't going to vote, or they're just, they've just given up. I agree. That's, I agree, and that's a scary thought. You know, it that's a scary a thought. Scary At least thought. when Obama, you know, I, um, you know, say what you will, Obama has had to deal with this um, stubborn Congress. Yeah. Uh, uh, and but enthusiasm and excitement about his candidacies, and he articulated a vision. Um, he did it in, a, in 2008, and then in 2012, he made it clear that um, he's been blockaded and obstructed. But um, it's really uh, it's it's sort of frightening to see, and and you know disappointing at the same time. Like you said, I think a lot of people feel disengaged. And uh, there's not a lot of enthusiasm with this election, and that's always sort of a scary thing when you have a uh, a guy like Trump running, um, you know, because you know you get the angry the angry folks uh, mobilizing. So who knows what's going to happen, and who knows who's going to turn out? You just you just don't know. But people just most people just say, I don't really like either one of them, mm-hmm. and. They really don't like either one of them. It's just not a mild dislike. It's a strong dislike from what I can assess in talking to people. But anyway, I did want to talk to you about uh, the article you sent on Narcan uh, about the Montville Police Department and the Mm -hmm. conflict they're kind of in, you know, with um, about feeling not trained. I guess, I guess the point that, that I would like to make, and I was wondering what you think, um, we spend a lot of time dealing with the symptoms of the problems that we have. I'm not against Narcan. Mm-hmm. I think it's a wonderful thing. But treating the symptoms isn't going to fix this problem. And, of course, you know as well as I do that treatment was cut Correct. by the legislature. So even though there was a big hoopla about providing Narcan to revive people, we don't have anything in place to help them get better in the long term. Those, a lot of those, that money has been thrown out and programs closed down. And it's one thing to treat the symptoms, but we really do need to treat the root problem. And in the long run, it would be cheaper. Well, and again, I think, and in, I, I'm not going to say that that's what I can't speak for the, the president of our Montville Police Union, uh, Robin Salvatore, who um, expressed her concern in that article. But um, uh, in fact, I'm going to probably see her tomorrow, and I, I want to talk to her a little bit more about it. But in a way, she's articulating your, a variation of what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. You know, police and other authorities, authority figures and, and so on, you know, are being asked uh, paraprofessionals at schools who have to administer EpiPen, um, you know, um, working people are being asked to kind of do this patchwork stuff um, because, again, the politicians have, 
have um, abdicated their responsibility. And, and, you know, and that's what our police are saying. They understand why the bill was passed requiring them to administer, um, you know, this drug, but they're not trained. Um, It's another burden on them at a time when they're being um, asked to wear body cameras and they're being monitored and they're under some uh, intense public scrutiny. And, um, you know, I think Robin's point is, is that, you know, we're not getting to the underlying problem of uh, treatment and, and the Malloy democratic budget cut, you know, it's indisputable. Absolutely. Besides the fact that people probably would like to have some jobs, you know, the, uh, the poverty (laughs) fact that our economy has gone south and continues to go south. It is uh, part of the problem, and you know these are, a lot of these people uh, are young people who see no future. Exactly. And, uh, it's you know it's reflective of what's happening in our state and in the leadership in our state. I feel. I totally agree with you. You know, and you you said it well. You said it better than I could have said it. Which is that you know we're not um, we're not treating the underlying. Um, symptoms, you know, right. or we're and treating I, the symptoms, I, but we're I, not getting to the cause. That's right, and I feel like that article that you're, the leader of that union that you're going to speak to is absolutely right. I, I feel like people are, are being asked to do things that they sometimes feel uncomfortable doing, not that they want anything bad to happen to someone, you know, but that's a, that's a real something maybe they didn't sign up for when they decided to choose that job. I mean, that's that's a heavy burden, I think. Well, that's their concern. It's you know, and again, I know you know we represent paraeducators who you know have to administer the EpiPen, which by the way is now you know cost school systems you know six hundred dollars a pop. Um, you know, we're asking people to um, who are you know in the case of paraeducators are supposed to be providing. Um, teaching and uh, assisting teachers and guiding kids. And we're asking police who are supposed to be patrolling the streets and keeping the community safe. Um, uh, We're asking correction officers that we represent to be mental health counselors, something they're, you know, they will freely admit that they weren't prepared or trained to do uh, because, you know, you're, you're mixing inmate populations and you're trying to reduce the inmate population. Um, you know, all of this to me is a function of, um, you, you know, the austerity budget that we're going to cut, 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 and instead of build, 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 and invest, 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 and this is what you get. And we you know, have there's all kinds bills? of liability issues. You know, that's huge. Yeah, you know, we're asking people to put their uh, jobs in, on the line and their lives on the line, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair. Are there any bills in the legislature to change the way uh, things are being funded by Malloy? Well, obviously, as you know, they're you know they're not in session, and um, we're going to have to wait and see till November when the election happens and see who's in control of the chambers. Um, but you know, we're we're just in the process now of interviewing candidates and you know being pretty selective about whether or not we're going to endorse candidates based on their willingness to embrace um, taking on the governor, taking on their own parties, and putting forward a budget that's um, about funding services for people. And it's going to be a pretty contentious session, whatever happens. And, you know, it's going to be hard against a – but I think the fact that there is a deficit 
um, is all the more reason why you have to really look at how you're um, bringing in revenue. And, you know, we have another problem coming up, and it's, it's, it's something that everybody in Connecticut's watching, which is what's going on in Hartford. And will they declare bankruptcy and get out of their collective bargaining agreements and get out of their obligations? Um, and, you know, that's going to be um, something we're monitoring because we represent several hundred workers um, in Hartford who played by the rules and who did not create the, the crisis that exists there. How close are they to declaring uh, bankruptcy there? I don't know. It just keeps getting brought up and it's raised as a possibility. Uh, the mayor saying he doesn't want to go that route, but, um, you know, he went to the legislature looking for financial legislation allowing them to, um, you know, declare, essentially declare a financial emergency. So, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if something happened soon. We hope it doesn't. Um, we're at the table right now um, for our uh, city workers trying to reach an agreement, and it's just a very difficult process. And, again, Hartford's a classic example where, um, you know, uh, it's sort of a symbol of what happens when you uh, are overly reliant on property tax and um, when you don't have any kind of regional um, connections or county government. Um, and uh, it's it's really been abandoned by a lot of different communities, the corporate community, the suburban communities. And now, now the pedal's hitting the metal. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be difficult time in the months ahead in that city. Hey, Jay, did you by any chance hear that uh, Hillary and uh, uh, maybe replaced by Biden? I can't see that happening. Can you? Yeah, I do, because I, I can honestly see it, because if she comes out with uh, this particular article saying that they already, they're already have that planned, um, the White House has it planned uh, for, to, to replace her if they need to, because of the... Um, uh, because of her pneumonia and because of the the, the other things, and and there's there's a lot of speculation now that she may have uh, advanced Parkinson's, which uh, makes it yeah. look like she's taking all the spills and why she's forgetting stuff and why she can't, you know. But it it, it would be interesting to see what happens. Cause I, for some reason, I don't think she's going to make it to that. Uh, Doesn't look well. Oh boy, sure. oh boy, does she? I don't know. Do you have the well, inside scoop? Any of that? <laughs> I certainly don't. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of it though is such negative Hillary uh, and I uh, stuff, and that it doesn't seem to, you know, I, I think Trump gets treated with a little bit of a different standard when it comes to that. So I think people should be careful um, about the speculation, but we'll see. I just, I, you know, I haven't uh, heard that that. But, you know, yeah. look, I guess if it was to happen, Biden would be the best choice. But, um, you know, he's 72 himself. I, You know, he's not a spring chicken either. No, we don't have very young people running for that office or interested in it, do we? I mean, it, no, it does and, take you know, energy to be president. It really does. I mean, I look at Obama. He aged considerably in his two Yeah, years. he did. And um, look, and I get people, you know, have concern about Hillary. It's just, you know. The, the the disaster that would be Trump is just so frightening to contemplate that they, you know, I find it hard to believe that people actually would want to see him get elected, even if they can't. Wait see a minute, him, you know. are you, you're, 
saying you're you're not you're not one of the you're not proud to be a deplorable. <laughs> no, Larry <laughs> was a deplorable for ten years on radio. I mean, still am. Yeah. You know, I really am frightened by the guy. I really am, though. It, it's yeah, just, you know. About him, I don't like. No, remember when the when the conservative media was everywhere, and all of a sudden, and we right. we was the deplorables, you know, and then and then all of a sudden it changed to somewhat changed to the left, and now, you know, anybody with an independent view is uh, is, is is a deplorable, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, man. You know what? Both both campaigns leave uh, plenty of room for disappointment. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and, that is an you know, understatement. Yeah. Well, I, there I, you know there was a good editorial in the Times today uh, that you know, uh, you know uh, that said really you know neither candidate has articulated a vision for um, helping people in poverty and jumpstarting the economy. I, Right now, yeah, the reason, yeah, yeah, no, no. And um, we're not talking about the issues that are um, uh, that that matter to people. And you know, I, I know there's problems in a lot of European countries, but you know, getting access to healthcare and access to higher education and access to paid family leave and medical leave is not are not among those problems. So um, yeah, you know, we just seem to be. We have our, a lot of people in our population are suffering from lack of food and they have hunger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no yeah, shelter. That's exactly right. And they don't yeah. have those problems in socialized countries in Europe. Everyone, everyone has a place to live, and they, if they choose to, and at least they have food and shelter and clean water. And we have places in this country where people don't have any of those things. And I find that very no. scary. I do too, and we're in this, yeah, and we're in this mentality, you know, where we want to privatize and outsource, um, you know, public commodities that belong to the public, like water, like sewer systems, like school cafeteria services. You know, I feel like I'm just living in this country where everything's available to the highest bidder and uh, consequences be damned, and, you know, both parties are guilty of that. And as uh, both you and Leo said, neither of these candidates are articulating a vision for a better America and better opportunity for the middle class or the poor. No. You know, I don't hear it from And we have a, you know, and there's this article that was in The Nation. um, I put it up. Council for Facebook page is called Your Money is Tax is Subsidizing Wall Street Bonuses. Congress says it can't fund a Zika response, but it's found millions of dollars to reward CEO compensation. And, um, you know, it's uh, changes in the tax code that actually happened under uh, Bill Clinton's presidency. And uh, it enabled Wells Fargo chairman John Stumpf to get $155 million in performance-based pay above his actual salary. So it's just crazy. Um, and Wells Fargo, in addition, claimed that I'm reading this article in the nation. I hope you guys check it out. A $54.2 million tax subsidy based solely on their CEO's pay. So, you know, oh the CEO God. gets to pocket more money and the company gets a tax subsidy based on how they restructure the pay. Um, and, you know, so basically all these Wall Street guys who help tank the economy or their companies help tank the economy are getting huge payouts. And that's sort of an untold story, you know. 
Oh no, it's, it's, it's frightening. It's frightening, Larry. In fact, I, I I think I posted that up a couple of days ago whenever I came. Oh out. yeah, I'm sure you were. Um, wow. Yeah, I just don't, and that's why you know I get so uh, you know people are are debating about um, you know um, smaller issues, and meanwhile these guys are laughing all the way to the bank. back to what Lila said about Malloy, it, it really, you know, it is disappointing. And, um, but again, I, I think that, you know, we have to sort of retrench and say, um, what are we willing to fight for? And um, I'm, I'm just hoping the only good thing that can come out of all this is that, you know, people really start awakening to, um, you know, the corrosive power of, of uh, money and politics and, um you know, instead of blaming each other and, you know, blaming working people in the unions, you know, let's, let's start pointing at the folks at the top who have rigged the system and the politicians who are doing I'm, their bidding. That's where we got to focus. I'm really hoping that we get some younger people elected who maybe have a different vision than people my age who seem to have created a lot of the problem that we have. But darn it, you get guys like uh, you get guys like McCain and and all these other old they won't they won't first, retire. They won't get out of there, and they get so, they're so entrenched with their with with everything that they you know they'll stay there till they're in their nineties. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean it's it's absolutely sick. And a guy like McCain is is a, is a, is, a, is a is a frightening piece of work. You know? Isn't he though? And, all that old crony bunch of Republicans and Democrats are, are absolutely frightening. Yeah. They need it, to, they need how to does that it. guy, how does that guy keep, he's an angry old man, and I respect what he's been through. I understand that he served the country. He was a prisoner of war. There's no, you know, more painful thing. But, you know, gosh, at what point do you get out of there? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why and, they, and, you know. 
holding on and holding on to this archaic view. Yeah, of the and the world. voter, well, the idiots, the idiots in Arizona who vote, who turn out to vote, vote for him. I guess that's you know the simplest. Uh, but you know, I read some statistic. You guys probably have something more updated that you know, like I think the average sen. I mean, I think the average senator is a millionaire. I think that pretty much like forty-eight yeah. out of fifty are, are millionaires and above. Um, yeah. You know. These guys are doing really well. Oh, over 80%. You yes, know, they Mitch, Mitch, McConnell, Mitch McConnell, that son of a bitch started, he, he, he came into the, he came into the, uh, into uh, Congress uh, with, um, I think he had a net worth of about uh, $60,000 or something. To this mm-hmm. today, his net worth is over $26 million, right? And, uh, you know, and, all, and he's done nothing but be a senator, Right. For those for all 26 years of oh. Kentucky, mm-hmm. you know? living it is. I, you know, I, went, I've I mean, worked over 30 years. That's 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 I have nothing close to that. Yeah, but you know, you you know, legal uh, illegal. It's not illegal for senators and 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 uh, and the government. Inside to do trading. It. But inside trading is is been approved there, and in fact, they even passed a, a law to protect themselves. All right, uh, to mm-hmm. that there are. Can you uh, imagine yeah, that? that they are able to uh, do insider trading as as people, as heads of committees and all these things that in investigations and whatnot. These guys are are able to, um, you know, to do that. You know, and get away with it. And, so, and, yeah, and you know, you're right though because, um, you know, their salary. You know, they don't make a million dollars. So how is it that these guys end up being so damn rich? Right. Um, That's right. And, and what they leave. They go to a job that pays them half a million bucks to lobby, uh, uh, to lobby. Right. You know, at, right. You, you know, they, you know what me t- today. I, I heard that um, I had wondered what happened to Dodd, and I I, uh, I knew that he had gotten a job as a, but I didn't know that he got the job. I knew he got a job in the film industry. Yeah. But I did not know that he is the president of the film United Film. Yeah. Uh, Makers of the world, you know, he's the president of that. All right, uh, it, 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 how the hell did a guy get the job to do that? How do you qualify to be a, a uh, you know, he's appointed I'll, I'll, president of the film? Yeah, I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you how. I mean, he's just an insider with connections, and that's what they—that's oh, what these big corporations want. They want somebody. Look, Chris Dye—he's slicker than snot in a doorknob. You know. And, uh, <laughs> I've never heard that expression before, well, but that captures him. Well, look at that Dodd Frank thing. I mean, my God, that was a catastrophe <laughs> to begin with. Uh, well, he um, slid out of there right about that time. I was being, you know. But that's what happens. You know, these guys have—they open doors and. They uh, become lobbyists, and they're probably doing it while they're senators, and con- a lot of them are doing it while they're congressmen and, and senators, too. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a rig. Uh, it's remember a, Frist? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, he Tennessee. He was, yeah, for, uh, he was a huge uh, – his, his family was involved with a huge uh, health care uh, 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 HMOs. Yeah, uh, and uh, what happened is once he left there, he became a, a huge lobbyist for all HMOs, you know, healthcare, um, you know, yep. private healthcare. Oh boy! So, well, and, but everybody's got their gig, you know. Got their hand and, in uh, the. In the yeah. And you wonder why everybody else is falling behind. Yeah, you know. Jeez. And and it's like, you know, 
I don't know about I don't know if you heard about this, but Bill Clinton was getting fourteen point five million dollars. All right, got fourteen point five million dollars for uh, starting up that uh, as as his salary for uh, for uh, that uh, 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 the university. The university, yeah. Well, um, what was it? Uh, I forget the name of the university now. But uh, he was the headmaster. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you know. Ah. These guys are. It, it just there's no limit to the to the. Uh, the things they think of to get tax-free money is just amazing. Or, or just, just to get money. You know? just, just to get just, money. Just. just mm. Well, I think it's uh, really kind of humorous that. Um, there was a lot of finger pointing at Trump and his university, and it turned out that Bill Clinton had his. So they yeah, all figure yeah. out. a bit a great money maker, is all I can say, Larry. Yeah. Uh, I think they uh, sometimes these folks have more in common than they have uh, that separates them, you know, and uh, being true. able to chase down the money. Is exactly one of them. what I was thinking. I thought, oh, that's a that's a real scam for for all these people. That's all it is. Oh, there was something mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you because I I didn't know that you you were involved, uh, or that ASME was involved with the coal miners, uh, unions. Um, did you see that? Uh, well, I what I you know we are in support of their of their uh, issues. Yeah, I guess there was a big yeah, rally last week. Yeah. Um, I was kind of proud of that though. I think that you know that's a little bit of old-fashioned labor solidarity. Yeah, I thought that was good too. I thought. That, you more unions should join, you know. Well, that's what made us stronger in the older days, you know, and um, it's 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 one of the things we've got to get back if we're going to um, regain our footing. Uh, we have to stand up for each other. Yeah, because that, that, that and I don't like the fact that some unions aren't allowed to strike. I don't think that's right. Yeah, especially public unions. Yeah, I think you should. Right. Well, that and that's a creature of legislation. Like it's, it's illegal. Like, for example, in Connecticut, it's illegal for. Uh, public employee yeah. unions to strike. That's how we ended up with binding arbitration. And, um, yeah. you know, um, sometimes you, you kind of wish you just could, you know, drop the, uh, walk out of the workplace and, uh, go on strike. The, the, the problem is the strike's been rendered much less effective because of, uh, permanent replacements and, you know, other issues like lack of solidarity that we just discussed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I feel we'd we'd be so much stronger if we could if we could strike and if we could support other un other brothers and sisters and other unions that are part of our group and support them and go out and do the same thing. You know, you treat them badly, well, that's like treating us badly. That's the only power you right. really have. That's what made a difference? Oh, yeah. Yep, I agree. Hey, Can't I'll argue. Yeah, everything oh, boy, like the that. poor postal workers, they're, they're getting the short end of the stick, too. Yeah. That's another yeah. problem. I mean, they Everybody want to is. Right. And they, they're going to, you know, if people don't start caring, they're going to get there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I, I know in our town they've reduced the number of employees at our local post office. The guys do a great job. They They do... They work very hard, and they try to get the job done with many fewer people. I don't know whether you find that in your town. I do, I'm amazed. I'm always, like, I, I'm grateful for the post office, and I'm just yeah. truly amazed at how many pieces of mail they move, how accurately they do it, and um, yeah. it's really remarkable when you consider the morale and everything else. 
Oh yeah, and we, and you consider all the competition uh, against them as well, you know, with uh, right. Federal Express and all these other, but uh, UP, UC, UP, uh, UPS. But I, I was really, really, really uh, surprised at uh, how they've been cut back so much uh, and what uh, what they've been talking to us about. Uh, and uh, it, it's too bad. It's, it's just a sad thing to see an institution like that get being threatened like. Uh, well, again, it's greed. Uh, it's greed. It's the people at the top um, yeah. Yeah. who want to destroy yeah. public services, make money for themselves, and uh, it's, uh, it has tragic consequences. Yes, for everyone. How, we can, how can we stop that, Larry? How can we put a damper on that? I mean, it's just like... I know you guys... Uh, we got to devote, right? devote a few shows to that, but, you know, um, I, I think one thing is in the main... You know, I, Look, the money in politics is such a huge problem, and um, Citizens United made it much worse. Um, but for the meantime, we, we're stuck with that, and I think we just have to figure out how to tap into young people and their their energy and their discontent and, you know, get them, you know, as a labor movement, one thing we need to do a better job of is, I think, just building community alliances and starting to fight this stuff and starting to show, you know, we need the, you know, we need the correction officer and the uh, school nurse to, you know, stand up for the postal worker. And we need the postal worker to stand up for the school oh, nurse. And we, you know, we we got to get back to our own fundament, fundamentals before we can fix the other problems. Yeah. Oh, and I, I don't think it's a technological problem that we have. I think it's a, it's, it's a no. basically a fundamental problem that unions have right now, and that and that everybody is, uh, I don't know. There's a loyalty issue. There's, um, uh, 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 I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be um, as tight as tight as it was. I think people feel uh, people feel helpless, and and uh, they don't realize that there's more power in numbers. And when they come to that realization, they can you can do anything. Get people standing together. That's very frightening to the people at the top. Right now that's they have perfect. them all fighting yeah. with each other. Yeah. It's divided. Right, conquer. and that's what they want. It's yeah. worked very successfully. It's not an it's yep. not a new formula. It's a very old one. And if we can if we can successfully um, coach people into seeing that there's a great benefit in working and supporting each other because it'll bring us all good. But I think too. I think if we can, if if unions can make some strides and really, really, really uh, beat down the doors, you know. Uh, now, see to me, and I know I know Trump's frightening to everybody and whatnot, but he's the only guy that makes any sense to 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 bring jobs back to this country. Yeah, but I mean, see, those you're not going to do it. That he's talking no, about, they're I not. Think. They're not. I think they're, they are. No, they are. they're not, Lila. What do you think, Larry? About what are you going to do with all your? What are you? What are you, you know, you you've got a huge unemployment rate here in this country, and right. most of those jobs were industrial, you know, manufacturing jobs. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's just I, I'm with Lila to the extent that I mean, he's just such a cynical um, panderer that. Uh, you know, he has no ideas on how to do it. And, and look, I agree, Leo, I agree with both of you. I know there's hypocrisy in both parties, major parties. Um, But the fact is Trump, 
you know, wherever Trump has had an opportunity to strike a blow in favor of the American worker, he hasn't done it. He's denied. He's closing casinos where the workers are unionized. Um, he's refusing to reach agreements in one of his hotels in Las Vegas. Um, his yeah. made Make America Great hat, you know, as everybody knows, is made in China. Um, you know, he's a he, he, you know, he takes advantage of offshoring in his own industries. So I, I just find it I, I agree with you. And it, it's a shame that it isn't the Democratic candidate in the Democratic Party, I should say, that's talking about bringing jobs back from Mexico and China and having fair trade. It's a damn shame because it ought to be the Democratic Party that once upon a time stood for that. But I'm not fooled. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not fooled by Trump. That's all I'm saying is that Trump is just capitalizing on people's he's capitalizing on what you're talking about, the anger, the frustration, the concern, the discontent, the anxiety. But keep in mind he's a silver spoon guy who inherited this empire. Um, he's done nothing to maintain it. Uh, most of his money is wrapped up in the entertainment side of uh, his business. Um, you know, he's he's cynical. You know, he's just a liar and a charlatan. Um, he, yes, he is talking about trade, and I'm glad he is. So I agree with you, Leo. But I don't think he has any plan for actually, you know, fixing that problem. Because, again, you know, if he had anytime he's had an opportunity to do what's right for working people in the, within this country or outside the borders, he hasn't done it. Yeah, that's, that's what I find very scary. But I also find the fact that, that TTP is looming out there. And yep. I think that's so bad for all of us. I, and, that's yeah, right. It is. I mean, it's the way our sovereignty for crying out loud, it gives away. Right. You know, I mean, it makes corporations able to sue us, us. All right, for, for yeah. I mean, what, what kind of a crazy bastard would put that kind of thing together? I mean, uh, Obama Obama is nothing but a freaking lackey to, to, to Goldman Sachs right. and every other one of those bastards out right. there. And, and my and fear is that, you know, yeah, it's, it's tabled. It's, years. Yeah. You know, so and it may be tabled for now, but it's going to come back. Yeah. You know, you know it's going to come back. Whoever gets elected next is going to come back. We're not done. Oh, so I'm, I'm surprised that it's not going to be passed by executive order here, you know, before the end of it. Yeah, I don't think on a trade, I mean, on a trade agreement, I don't think he has, well, there are trade agreements where the president has some authority, but this isn't one of them, I guess. Um, But wouldn't surprise me, Leo, so. His final days are are just as frightening to me as Clinton's final days were, because when we found out that Clinton signed over our national parks to the the UN, all right, (laughs) and made them all biospheres. Right, yeah, and like actually made him collateral for our enormous debt. All right, uh, yeah. You know, his, you know, Clinton was the biggest crook that we ever had. Okay, <laughs> and now his wife is going to is going to become the biggest queen crook we've ever had. And and yeah. it's, just, it's just so hard, Larry, for hard for, for us to swallow you. that and to vote for a known yeah. criminal is is like oh man you know and then you get not that I think Trump is any better he's not and, any and, and who knows I don't even know really what he stands for as you say he says these things yeah. but they no plans and and there's no yeah. there's no record of his of his uh, of his uh, uh, success. You know, and, I just and, I, I just hope and pray that the Bernie um, you know the supporters um, who got involved and energized by Bernie um, 
you know, actually that there is some kind of program out there. They say there is that, you know, there's an organization that's going to recruit candidates, you know, with the goal of having like a bunch more Bernie Sanders running for Congress and running for state legislatures. I I just, that has to be part of the plan. Because otherwise he was just a, otherwise he was like this shot in the dark who flames out. Yeah, but he killed, he killed not only did he kill himself, but he killed he killed the, the, the movement that he that he created because I mean, by him selling out like that before the convention was just you know, just downright greedy, you know. You know, Larry, well I guess if he didn't make any money off this deal, I would have I said okay. But he walked away with a hundred million bucks in his pocket that legally mm-hmm. he can keep because he earned it. You know, it was his donations. It had nothing to do with the DNC. That's why he wasn't giving right. any money to the DNC. You know, the DNC were funding his opponents or or, or other people in the you know. Uh, it it turned out to be a big disappointment. I, I had, just yeah, but then more uh, one week, one or two weeks before the convention, after he was proven that she had stolen every single every single uh, primary. All right, it was just like you know, to me, it was it was just the ultimate betrayal. All right, of every decent American citizen in this country, and and you know it was just it was the deepest cut, well, right? And a great great, deal. and it just proved to to to, the, to to us that you know the the guy the guy was just a big show, just like Howard Dean was. The same, they they put him in just like they put in Dean. He rallied everybody to him, all the anti anti Hillary people, just like all the anti. Uh, well, Carry people, all right? Another, Anti-war people, and, well, and, and, Leo, just and then he just a, he just gets said, ah, time's up. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I'm going to buy my house, my million-dollar house on uh, on uh, in New Hampshire, all oh, right? Okay. And uh, retire now. Goodbye. But that's also another formula because the Republicans did the same thing with Ron Paul. Yeah. They, you know, he also ran and collected that, that fringe Republican element and brought brought them into the party, and that's how they won. And even though some didn't even endorse them, you yep. know? <laughs> yeah, right. But, but, they have, yeah, but yeah. we have these formulas that are used over and over again that work so successfully that we all fall for. That's right. I, yep. I hope yep. we sharpen up as, an, as <laughs> citizens and recognize something. You know, but what it is? Is Larry? They they prey on our hopes that maybe this yes, time this guy will be the one. He's saying what right. I really believe in, what's good for the country, what's good for people. I, I we, I've got to believe in him. And and then something happens, like he withdraws or falls apart, and that's it. And then that whole movement just kind of crumbles. Yeah. yeah. Right. It did. Right. But anyway. Well. Well, hey guys, I gotta kind of run here. Larry, I say, I uh, we we we've been on for a long time. I thank you so much for sharing that. Thanks. With us, uh, Good to be with you. And, and uh, keep we'll up with the good fight. Time. Okay, Phil. So. Good. We'll talk. we'll talk soon. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Bye bye. Thanks. Thank Have a nice night. You too. Thank you. That good. was Larry Dorman from the AFSCME Union, yeah. uh, out of New Britain, Connecticut, where we're talking about uh, things that were happening in Connecticut and. Our general angst about the uh, national election and, you know, how, how it's really sad. We can't get a candidate that really represents the people. Yeah. 
You know, we have one candidate who seems to be representing himself <laughs> and another who seems to uh, represent a lot of corporations. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, a, in any case, it's a corporate election, as I see it. Yeah, no, I I think that's I think that's very true. I I think we're in, we're in such a, a state. Um, not we're not in a good place. We're not in a good place now, but you know things kept coming down worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, I don't know. I I every time when I see when I see what's at what what they're doing to Trump, all right, and how they're crucifying him and his family and everybody, and then I see how they're what they're, what everyone else is doing to her, it's like, man, I mean, who the hell wants to run for president? Well, I, 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 I became a virtual president uh, runner uh, yeah, but that last year, but, but, I mean, it was, you know, to, 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 to be president and to have to put up with that kind of, of, of incredible scrutiny by the American people, um, I don't know, it, it almost, it's almost to the point there's no dignity left in the job. You know, there's, a, there's no dignity left. There's no integrity left. There's no anything. I mean, you're, you're stripped naked, you know, and and. Uh, and I don't know anybody over over sixty who looks good when they're stripped. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I, don't know. but I, I know what you mean. But but, but no, it's just that they strip you of all, your, oh, of, yeah. all of everything. I mean, they want to know your 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 IQ, and if it's not high enough, then you say you're stupid. They want to know your. Your uh, everything you did to, from the first grade on, you know, uh, what was what's your medical records? How much did you make? How much How many do you times weigh? You, You're 20 yeah. pounds overweight. Yeah, well, you, then they they analyze your kids. Oh, he's just he's both smoked pot when he was 10 years old, and the other one, oh, he's he, he's a he's a playboy or something, or she's she's whatever. And I mean that they just make they just destroy you, and there's nothing left. I mean, uh, and then and then you 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 have two naked, uh, humbled uh, 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 candidates standing before the general public on election day going, well, what else do you want from me? You know what I mean? You want to analyze my stools? You know, what, what, do, you, what do you want from me? You know, yeah. just vote. You know, and then, and, then, and then everybody goes and votes and one of them wins. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, and uh, nine out of ten times, the one who wins is the guy who didn't divulge as much as the other guy did, you know? I guess so. so. Uh, yeah. Now with Hillary having to divulge her her uh, her her whole illness as what it is, they may wind up throwing in. Uh, she may wind up having to get out of it. All right, and then they'll have to throw somebody else in. But Bernie is not going to. Bernie will never come back. No. Right. No one will let him back. They, they, screw you, Bernie. You're, you know, you 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 lost your chance. You, you didn't mean what you said. You know, no one's going to trust you again. That's and, right. And uh, I won't trust him again. You know, no way. And uh, I feel terrible for uh, for a friend who was a fundraiser for Bernie who really believed in him, and you know, he took her for a bath, for a ride, rather. So it, it was like, it's too bad. She put in a lot of time. Uh, time and faith and friendships and everything. And I mean, made much, many money. She was a top California fundraiser for him, you know. Perhaps she probably would have been in his cabinet, you know, if, oh, he ever, yeah. if, this, if this thing was real, you know. But you know, it, it's it's just a sick, sick system. And, uh, we we yeah. uh, we we're, we're we've been covering this, Lyle and I, for the last uh, 
since 2002. Every year I think you can't get worse, and every year... Actually, we've been covering this on television and, and radio since uh, since the natives, since 2000, since mm-hmm. the 2000 elections. And, um, you know, it just gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> so uh, it's unbelievable. But I, do, I just think we're in a really bad place politically. We are. We really you are. Know, I do have to say that. Yeah, that's really true. Very, very, very true. And uh, with on that note, we want to thank our our, our, uh, our friend uh, Larry Dorman for being. Uh, well, he so works right, right there on the front and tries to yeah, make things better. I mean, he he works very hard to get union people the the money they deserve, the benefits they deserve. Mm-hmm. And um, tries yeah. to create better lives for and, middle and, class and, above and all, working he tries, people. And he tries to educate uh, people toward yeah. what the union is and what they're doing, and educate uh, you know them about you know their 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 national and state and local um, uh, violations that they're doing against their own workers.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.